0: All right, welcome back to Lindroth Hockey Podcast. We are in partnership with Black and Gold Hockey Productions. You're here with uh, co-host, father and son duo, Andrew and Jim Lindroth.
1: Dad, how are you doing today? Good, Andrew. We're back in the studio, and we have a bonus episode, episode 88, correct? No, 89. 89. Yes. So uh, Boston Bruins, we're going to talk Boston Bruins today. So why don't you get us going, Andrew? Yeah, so Dad, obviously, let's start it
0: off. Um uh, first and foremost, we'll start with Patrice Bergeron resigning one year, two and a half million cap hit with an additional two and a half million in bonus incentives. One of those bonus incentives, I think that is just one of them is he plays in 10 games. So so much like a Kevin Miller, you know, you play 10, 20 games, you rack up the millions. So um, which don't forget bonus incentives, I believe do count towards the cap hit, but it's next year with their bonus overages if you're a cap space person. So, It's it's 2.5 million this year, but there'll be a price to pay, I believe, next year for bonus overages, which helps assign players, especially guys that are 35 and up. Right. When when
1: I looked at it too, and there was a there was a signing bonus too of like a million dollars. I think it's base salary 1.5 mil, a a signing bonus of a million, I think a million. Yeah. And no, this is two and a half million and two and a half. You're thinking of somebody we're gonna
0: talk about later.
1: Oh, okay. Never mind.
0: Yeah. Well, moving on. David Cratchie though, dad. Yeah. Signs, $1 million base pay, and then $1 million in incentives. That's what you're talking about. Okay. So. But we got to talk about that because my father on record. That's right. Did not give a shit if David Krejci came back or not. In fact, dad thinks it's a little counterintuitive. Dad, what's your opinion on bringing back David Krejci, especially a year not playing in the NHL?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, let's back up. And I'm going to act like a little bit of Don Cherry and kind of brag about myself. Perfect. So would. Krejci's coming back. I think one can assume whether or not it's correct or not, but I think there's enough evidence there uh, that Cassidy was a big problem, it sounds like. So you're still stuck on, you think the
0: Cassidy narrative is still somewhat true, even though Krejci did say. So the thing is, is Krejci came out and said that they were in talks about him returning right before the playoffs, but logistics didn't work it out. But do you still believe it just... You know,
1: coincidences make it almost believable. Look at DeBrusque. Right. Okay. De, Debresque wants Creche to stay. Sudden. And and that could be multiple reasons. Right. But all of a sudden Krejci is back.
0: Uh, Bergeron's for sure back now. And that was a yeah. big which it could have been. But, but I'm just saying, saying
1: that, with but... Krejci leaving and Debresque wanting to trade. Now he doesn't. All, all what's what's part of the very vari- one of the variables, and that is that uh, Cassidy, and now that Cassidy's gone. But I know there's a lot of Cassidy fans out there. I think he's a great coach, but again, just for the record, I've already stated it. Um, I just don't think he was the best fit for the Bruins, particularly in the playoffs. Um, just his—I uh, don't know if it was a, the the structure that they played. It just they they couldn't adapt well to any um, of those tougher teams that. We're just stronger and tougher, and that's one of the criticisms that people have of the Bruins, especially in the playoffs, is not enough toughness. So, Deb, what do you think? Though, do you think that
0: uh it was worth it bringing back Krejci to to fill that hole in yeah. second center because we obviously but, don't have anybody? But what does that leave us for next year? For the money,
1: yeah, it you know. So, you think it was a good deal? Good money. I deal? do. I think it, I think it was a good deal. I think the Bergeron. You know, I think Bergeron. When you look at it you know it looks like wow that's not a lot of money but with the incentives it is yeah it's about 5 million um but uh best defensive player it's, ever it's, though, it's good play. it's so. good to have him you're going to need that captain cuz uh you know marshant's out for a while right and uh we'll talk about Poshnak later uh but uh you know who would have stepped up in a leadership role there um you know with marshy being gone if you know He was going to be captain. We assume it was going to be Marshy. Maybe it it would be um, McAvoy. Right. But, you know, whatever. We're getting off topic. Yeah, I think Krejci is going to be great. So here's the question. If Pasternak signs, which I know is on our list, I think it's going to be a great second line if we have Hall, Krejci, Pasternak. Right. And I think that they really
0: need to stick with that line as well. I don't think. I think that the teams have now read the the quote-unquote perfection line of Marchand, Bergeron, and Pasta. I feel like uh, teams have figured them out. I mean, they can get on hot streaks. They're still great chemistry, great players, great line. But I think that uh, David Krejci and Pashnok, they've always wanted to play together. I know that a lot of people think that the reason why – like, remember when Krejci recently complained in an interview that um, he was very upset that Holla was suddenly playing with Pashnok the whole season. He was like, I wanted to play with Pashnok. Well the issue is is Claude Julien never had them on the same line together because they both wanted to carry the puck through the zone into the offensive zone so they had a puck possession thing going on. So now today though with Cassidy's stuff, I don't know if they're if his offensive strategies have changed or what, but it's interesting that that's the reason why because they're kind of puck hogs, you know, as far as, you know, puck transitioning into the other zone. So do you think though that with 20 goals 46 points. I mean, do you think that keeping that line together, do you think that they will be a needle mover compared to Hall of last year? Not, not comparing. Yes. To I, teams, I think it's
1: going to be a huge change if they're all healthy and they, and they mesh. I think you're looking at Taylor Hall being a 30 goal scorer. So that
0: was going to be one of my next questions for this line. Dad is the biggest thing that which I'm surprised nobody's talking about too much is Taylor Hall, right? Yeah. Not that, you know, we expect him to put up 40 something goals, but he's done it before. And, I think that he has potential to do 30 and with Kraychich. If he stays healthy, he's still fast, right. plays his game, slows everybody down and Poshinok being
1: pasta, just, you
0: know, toss him the puck when he's near the net, and he'll, he'll shoot, he'll shoot
1: away. Yeah. And, and again, uh, should we, should we go to pasta since we're talking about him?
0: Yeah. So um, one of the main speculations right now, with Poshinok, we know he has one year left, right. And he's up for a huge contract and we're looking to sign him, hopefully about eight years, lock him up. Now, before uh, free agency started, Don Sweeney said that he was going to be very, very aggressively trying to go and, and re-sign Poshnot, and get him down before other bigger forward sign the market goes up for him. Well, now recently, I, I'm blanking now the name who just signed for, oh, Huberto, signing around, what, 10 and a half million. They're all starting to set the bar for him. But now suddenly with Sweeney's uh, interview yesterday, he said that They're ongoing is the best way to describe it. And although that may not mean anything, and Don Sweeney's is very uh, bleak with his messages, what do you think about contract talks on? Because this is a player, dad, you lock up the year before his last year ends, you know? And what's the holdup? Pay the motherfucker. Listen, Pasha is not great defensively, has his hiccups in his own zone, but we have our perennial forward talent, our generational forward talent. We have McAvoy already locked up and we're going to have Swayman locked up, which we need to talk about later. So, what do you think the holdup is, and do you think we should pay Pashnak over ten million over I, eight
1: years? I, I I'm not going to get into the how much is a player worth thing because I mean, you know me. I think everybody's grossly overpaid, <laughs> yeah. and and you know our our the majority of our guests who are former NHLers would agree with that. Right. I mean, how many times did they say, "Holy shit!" You know, if I could get paid what these guys are getting paid, um, anyway. Besides that, I think what the holdup is is a little bit of money, but it's gonna be the the term. I mean, this is Pasta's big contract. Right. And is he shooting for an eight year deal? You know, that's, yeah. there's a lot of, it's just not just a two, three year deal. I think he wants to lock in for eight years and there's a lot to uh, negotiate with right. of what you're gonna be paid if there's a scale on it, which I'm sure there will be. Right. So if he doesn't have to be assigned immediately um, you know, they can all kind of take a breather and digest things and talk more. So I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, and I think it comes down to, you know, pasta also is going to have to produce maybe Sweeney's waiting to say, okay, you know, start the season. Let's see what you got. Right. Cause he's got to play the season. Right. And I think that, uh,
0: you know, the the Bruins fans that are panicking over that interview and kind of where their stance is with negotiating, um, I think that they need to relax because, you know, PASTA has also been in Europe the whole summer and has been busy. People have been doing their things. Plus, like you said, there's going to be a lot of negotiation going into this. I mean,
1: yeah, there's a big a, there's long-term, a potential long-term contract. Right. And you know
0: there's going to be full of no-move clauses in there, too, and that's going to be very important, you know? Right. so. It'll be interesting, but uh, but Dad, I know you're not big with the numbers, but that's what a lot of people talk about. Do you sign Pasta for ten million dollars or more a year for an eight-year deal? Let's say that we're going for the eight-year deal. We're going for the max term. But would you do it for ten or more? Yes or no? Probably
1: not. Why? Because I mean, you know me. I mean, I'm I'm a stingy. You don't like his defensive play. That's for sure. Well, he's, when he's cold, plays. when he's cold, he's cold. But I like Pasta. But, um, you know, like I say, you also if you get locked into a long term, there's too many things. And I think that's what it is. It's a long term. If it's like a two, three year deal, then we can talk straight numbers. It's going to be, you know, how good is he going to be in six years and how much should he be getting paid in six years? Because then if it's not working out and he turns into a shitty player or he gets a couple injuries and he can't come back and play, how the hell are you going to get rid of him? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot there to, to think about. You know, I hate being closet GM or couch GM. Right. Um, I just don't like that business side of hockey, but 10 mil, no, I I, I don't I don't think. Don't and forget, I, and, and Bergeron I
0: know Ron and Marshall are making less than 7 million, but that is a whole different time. I'm I sorry.
1: know, yeah, and I know we're gonna talk about cap space, but that becomes a problem too, is cap space. Right. You know, with teams. So I think we're just gonna have to leave it. We know he's coming back to play this season. I don't think there's a rush. If it's a long-term deal, let them work it out. Yeah, it'll
0: be interesting. I think that if he wants $10 million or more, eight years, I, in my opinion, you do it. You sign them because the Bruins right now, for some reason, Dad, I don't know what it is, but the Bruins have a hard time ever having a pure goal scorer on the team. Going back through all their history, do you have 40, 50 goal scorers ever? Like, you know, you have a Cam Neely every once in a while, but really, in the past 20 years, I, you need to keep this kid. Yeah,
1: you would, need to keep you them. Really but, need to keep. But them. like I say, you know, if it's if if I was a GM, I'd be concerned about the length of the contract, not just the amount. And I think you're getting hung up on just the amount.
0: Sure, but also too, and the and I guess the way that the hockey contracts work, if you sign him for two or three years this year for ten million, after that's up, he's going to be commanding more, more likely. Unless he sucked, but we don't want to get hung up on that, Dad. The last contract I did want to talk about before we kind of just overview that and hit the last few things pavel zaka who i'm not sure if you're familiar with new jersey devils guy um homegrown i believe he's no he's he's, he's Czech guy but he's been from around the area now with new jersey and he's former first round pick mm-hmm. i think he was a top 10 pick too so lots of potential there but i don't think he's i don't think he's even eclipsed more than 40 points in a season yet but there's some potential there big kid too i think he's three over 200 pounds what are your opinions on it? He did sign for one year, three and a half million. So they avoid arbitration. The only issue with that is, is he was a restricted free agent with him signing only one year. That now makes him unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. And we just trade up Eric Holla one for one. So with all that being said that, what are your opinions on it? The deal with Halla, we did get younger. Holla was what, 30, 31, and we went to a 25 year old. So I think that
1: this was a kind of a masterclass by Sweeney, but I don't know if I like the contract. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a, a a decent trade. It's it's kind of a band-aid. Yeah. Um, and you know, see if see if it works out, you know, and see if he, you know, remember, I mean, players are gonna chase the money right. and we don't blame them because this is their job, and they're only gonna have so many prime years or just years total to make money in hockey. Right. So I don't blame them for chasing money. But there's also a thing with team culture, too. And it's kind of be as you're getting later into your 30s, culture, teammates, team culture matters, I think, to some players. And, you know, maybe if he gets in with the Bruin, he likes the fans, he likes the area, he likes the culture of the organization. and Maybe he's willing to say, hey, you know what? I'll sign another contract if he's a UFA. Yeah,
0: and I think he would be... A good snag too if he ends up fitting in, which I'm surprised three and a half million too. Like I said, his numbers haven't been impressive. I think him being a top ten pick, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to keep saying that, but that definitely helps his value. Uh, but he's clearly very confident in himself, especially with just a one year deal. He's going to be looking for a little bit more after that, but
1: we'll see. Um, oh, I am excited for him. One contract I do want to mention that yeah. I, that I think is kind of cool. So Stanica, right? Stanica, yeah. So signed very low. Almost bare minimum,
0: too.
1: Yeah, but what did he get out of that deal? A one-way ticket.
0: His second year. So
1: he's finally taking it to the Bruins organization and saying, I belong in the NHL full-time. I'll do one year at this minimum. And I can go right right, two-way, so I'll go up and down. But the next year, I'm, I'm up and I'm staying up. Right. And I think that's a smart move from his his team, his side, his agent. Right. Because, um, I mean, how long are you just going to keep going up and down, up and down? Right. Right. You're not going to make the money. You're getting older. Um, It's either, you know, at some point, even, you know, some of our guests said at some point, if you don't make it, make it and stay there, then that's just the reputation you've got. Right. So you've got to put your feet flat on the ground with roots in the NHL and this second year is going to do it or trade me and trade me to another NHL team. And they would have to honor that, I believe. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, people really after
0: Stenika's freshman year in the AHL, um, they really saw him as that top six potential. And I think right now, um, Cassie was kind of misusing him on, on that top six role. And I think that he's better fit for maybe the fourth line. I say stick him on the fourth line, have Frederick down there, have Oscar Steen, which by the way, dad, Oscar Steen, will be a full-time Bruin if you're not familiar with him from this past season, but he has a one-way ticket to Boston for the next two years. So hopefully this fourth line changes because nosick has been a bit of a disappointment. Yep. And, I, and I think that he could have done something, but um, with Sednica breaking in, now you have Steen one-way contract starting this year. You still have a Frederick with one year left. Are you going to start seeing the guys like Six and, and obviously Hall is gone, but these guys starting to be replaced? Cause remember we still have, Felino still stuck there. And the buyout window's gone. We're obviously not trading him. He's got the no-move clause. So what 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 are the Bruins doing? What do you think they should do for that to re-electrify that, that bottom six? But most of that fourth line, man, because remember, the Bruins almost won the cup that year when you had Corrali, Wagner, yeah. Nordstrom. I mean, they were I, killer.
1: You know, I think it's going to be – this is where the coach is going to earn his money. It's up to the coach at this point to motivate – even though they're professionals, motivate them. Find a chemistry. Find what works. Keep poking and prodding. There's certainly nothing wrong with competition, um, you know, of of playing time, especially that third, fourth line uh, players. So I think competition is going to be just fine. And if somebody's not doing well, like a Freddie, mm-hmm. then Freddie sits. at someone else. You know what I mean? It's it's all going to be about taking advantage of opportunities.
0: And I think the Bruins should get younger and not older. With that being said, let's quickly move to our defensemen. We have, we have completely abandoned them. Um, before I get into how the Bruins cap space looks and who's going to be on the long-term injured reserve list starting the season. Cause the lineup will look different. Let's talk defensemen. Grizzlick is out starting the season. He'll miss the first few months. So we're going to have Riley in there. We'll have our forberts you know, your Clifton's, but who do you trade dad? Because we're at, and I'll just say now we're at almost negative 2 million in cap space. If you don't care about numbers, that's fine, but you have to get rid of somebody, at least two people maybe. So what about our defenseman? Who's staying, who's going? You know, I think Riley is the guy to go.
1: I think Forbert proved his worth in the playoffs with so those block shots. That man was a beast. Yes, he, he was. He was impressive with those block shots in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's going to depend on, what they're going to get. I mean, we talk about it every time trades come about. It's you're not, you're not just going to get rid of a player. You're going to have to get something as good, hopefully better. But you're not just going to give players away. So hopefully they, he keeps forward. Uh, but who, know, who would be the defenseman to get rid of? Where's a Clifton? It might be. It might be like a Clifton, but he's not. He's not making much. Was he make uh, one million point I something think. a I year? Think just a million, yeah. But that, so that's not really much of a trade. What are you, you going to get? Now,
0: you have Forbert, Riley, all these guys, they're all on one-year contracts left. So do you think next year, Dad, we're going to see a huge change? Because I feel like Sweeney wants to maybe prove that his draft picks are working out and wants to – that's why I thought he got younger and, and basically let Char walk was I need to start showing that these young kids have been developing for years. Can make I and mean, you have to see what your investments turn into. What do you think, man? What's your opinion? Just looking on from a fan's perspective, of course.
1: I don't know. I don't think that he really nurtured the talent. Really, I'm going to take the opposite view, and I'm going to say, you know, that he he uh, he could have. I think he could have. Let's put it this way: most of the the talent that's up and down or trying to get a chance up in the NHL that deserve a chance, you know, they just haven't really got it under. Cassidy and Cassidy didn't really I don't think he he him and his team really nurtured the talent that's just my opinion yeah. um so maybe uh with a new coach and the new system um let's see what 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 can be done let's see what can be done but I don't think that they utilized all the talent that they could have are you still a fan of Grizzlick? he got beat up So I don't know. You know, I mean, all of a sudden you're in your late 20s and that could be, you know, you're too old in this league. Yeah. If you got a couple injuries and you can't be 100 percent, I mean, it's so tough. Yeah. But um, I think the Bruins are going to make deals. Uh, What about Brown? We still got Brown? No, he's gone. Uh, We let him walk, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I think Brown was a case of uh, we should have nurtured that. We should have given him some opportunities, and Cassidy didn't. Might be part of the reason why Cassidy's gone too, but I think that that's what the Bruins needed was that toughness. Yeah, absolutely. But um, they got problems on defense. But you know, if we get uh, Linholm back and he's healthy, I think that him and McAvoy, McAvoy's just a rock star. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's I'm not still... a Carlo fan. You know that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he I'm lives up to his his size and and potential strength. But um, you know, he's still a good defenseman. He's still only 25, 26,
0: still kind of growing into his body as a man. He's almost there, but man, he's got to use his size to his advantage, be a little bit more aggressive towards those guys. I mean, they'd flinch You're going after he's Six,
1: well, five. again, you're going to definitely have a new person running the D. Yep. So, you know, with new coaching changes, yeah, comes new systems. Hopefully, the way of Chris thinking. Kelly, hopefully, right. I mean, how many former players have we talked to talking about that they hate certain coaches because they, we're telling them too much where well, they just disagreed with how they feel that they should be playing. So let's hopefully a uh, new coaching staff brings in uh, new opportunities and new ways of playing for some of these players that I I think not living up to their potential. So Jim Montgomery,
0: new coach, former Dallas Stars coach. Yep. Um, let's just talk about the uh, the elephant in the room because people like to mention this and we might as well talk about it. Um, remember he was fired from the Dallas stars due yeah. to his problem with alcohol Yep, and now he's clean now and everything. Um, do you think that that should play into effect with his hiring? Do you think that with some people they say it should be a worry or do you think that that's actually shows
1: resiliency? I mean, what are your opinions on that as, uh, like if you were the employer, if he shows up drunk, they're going to know. Right. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, you, you know, you can't act like you can be a coach and be a drunk at the same time. You can't. Right not in today's game
0: i don't even know how he got fired i don't know if anybody even knows but all i know is he had alcohol yeah i
1: just remember he was dropped really quick and some people
0: doubt that he can do the job but guy's been clean he's been doing well he was a st louis blues assistant coach last year hey you know
1: what he's our head coach nothing's gonna stop that so as a fan um you know we're gonna have to support him give him uh a year or two to see what he can put together. The real elephant I think in the room is the Bruins seem like they're going back in time, that they're reliving back in time is what I'm hearing from some fans, you know, Oh, now we're bringing the band back together. Like, Oh, pretty soon we're going to, next. yeah. Or, or, you know, uh, Char is coming back, you know, there's talk, you know, it's like, are these players as, you know, um, you know, Bergie and Marchant and Kraychic, are they going to be like they were in, you know, 2011, 2015? No. Um, but I wouldn't count them out. But again, faster, younger teams. I don't know. I mean, we've got some, we've got some, some speed. We have talent. Are we going to be a cup favorite? Probably not, but I think it's going to be an interesting season.
0: Yeah, and I'm excited either way. I think getting Bergeron, Krejci, Zaka, everybody locked in and loaded. We know what we're coming for this season. I don't think that uh, we should be looking too far ahead. It's always important to do so, but uh, I'm, I'm ready for what looks like one last ride with everybody because everybody else's contracts are, are on one years. This was the, you know, final couple of years that I think front office planned, and we got to kind of start from scratch on this. Well,
1: and and I and that's kind of the complaint where uh, some some fans uh, and hockey observers are saying that... Um, it's poor drafting. Well, not only that, but it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you, you're you only shooting for next season and there's not much in the way of development for the future. And I guess it's how you look at it. You could make the case that the Bruins are planning for the future, but you can make the case that they're now trying to take a step back in, in time. I know the fans are for nostalgia's sake, or happy Kreech each back, you know, like I said, with the bands back together, so to speak, right? Right. right. But, um, you know, reality is is, you know, hopefully the team will be better than last year and not just, you know, it's almost like going to a Star Wars movie, right? Right. And, you know, the director has to have so many characters make an appearance you know just to appease the fans right i don't think this move is to appease the fans i don't think it's part of sweeney's move to woo over the fans by giving the fans something that they he thinks they want right um i don't think that's the case but uh you know the other elephant in the room room is should we have have uh, Sweeney back. And I think the Bruins should not have signed him. I was, I was clear on that. And I, I will stay true to that. I think that they make a mistake by having him. Doesn't mean he can't do something good. Right. Right. Doesn't mean that some of his recent moves uh, is not, you know, making the team better. Uh, Hopefully that it is, but I just think that we should have had a fresh sweep. Yeah. Including Neely. Yeah. You know, you know it just seems like everybody's just it's like the old boys on. country club yeah you know, it's
0: just turning into it's that, just I
1: mean. time for a, a change yeah
0: well and i think that uh with jim montgomery coming in as the new coach i think that it should really change up things i mean you could tell there was a little bit of turmoil a little bit of you know something between the coaches and players and uh Not that that was the main reason that we're trying to say that, uh, you know, why Krejci and DeBrus decided to stay with the team. We're not trying to say that at all, but I definitely think that there were issues. And if you say that there wasn't at all, I think that you're very ignorant, in my opinion. I think that there was. It's clear he's calling him out in public after games and Bergeron going to him and saying, you need to stop doing that. You need to not disrespect me, first of all, or disrespect the young kids. You doing that's not going to help them. You know, there was already a rumor that he had to defend some, Younger kids, because you know he didn't like that. He went to public after games, post game conferences, and uh, you know, blame them. So it is what it is. But uh,
1: speaking of Cassidy, though, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say we haven't talked about goaltending. Swayman,
0: this is last year on his ELC. Olmark is still signed for the next few years for five million. He ain't going nowhere with that no room clause. All right, so, so he has. That. But Swayman. We're going to have to lock this kid up. I don't, it's like pasta, in my opinion. Don't fuck around too much with the negotiating. Sign him. Get it done and with turn, though, with turn. Don't let him slide away. What do you think?
1: I agree. Uh, You got to sign him. And he's, it's going to, it's hot and cold. It's going to be a lot of money locked in on goalies because you're going to have to pay the kid. Right, but you have two starting goaltenders. I, that's fine. The Bruins right. have been in that situation for so many years. And I think that that I'll go them. back to the '80s, where uh, you know it was Andy Mogan and Reggie Lemelin. Right, and you know what? They worked together. Great, it worked. It as a matter of fact, their relationship kind of reminds me of yeah. of of their relationship, where there's a it seems to be a lot of support and. You know, the competition only comes in. I'm working to play my best. Right. And when I'm in there, I'm going to win the game and hopefully I get another game. But if the coach decides to give the other one a try, you know, so be it. Right. As long as I'm on top of my game, that's all they care about. Right. Absolutely. So I think that it's good. I like all I right. think I think he's uh, paid a little too much. Part of the Sweeney. I don't know what he was thinking about there but he was definitely they knew rask was closing in on the end right and uh, i think that you know for the market at that time they grabbed what they could grab right and it was pretty hard playing from buffalo i mean you know you're shell-shocked with so many shots a night so it was pretty difficult to see exactly what type of goalie he really is right if you play on a team that's going to make the playoffs
0: well, and I think that while it's nice that we're kind of Google eyeing over Swayman, fresh prospect that's now suddenly on the team full time. You know, he, when he got cold, man, he got cold. Omar came in in January and really helped save his ass, man. If you look back, he Omar was on it, Swayman was not. And he had his games, but and Omar why, was That's the why you
1: have two right. really good goalies. So and when one no... falters,
0: the other one will pick up the flag and yep. take it. And I know five million a year is and what we want. We got three more years of Olmark, but I think that it was worth it with Rask gone and good call by Sweeney. I'll give Sweeney credit because Rask played what two games this past season and right. couldn't make the comeback. And I was almost just banking on Rask. Like we shouldn't have gotten Olmark Rask and Swayman or Vladar, but then Vladar started off real hot, three <laughs> shutouts, whatever, and then really tanked with Calgary. So in hindsight, Don Sweeney was right and made the right move. And we got all We have Swayman and yeah. Swayman's developing just, just a event. little
1: too much money. Yeah. In, in just my opinion, again, that means nothing. But, <laughs> but um, no, I, I told you I'm an Omar fan. And when he wasn't playing well, I'd say we got to give this guy a little support give him a chance. I don't think the fans gave him a, you know, a shot. They just wanted Rass back. And it was funny because when we get Ras back, all we do is blame Ras. I know.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: Hockey fans you know before we move on from the yep. Bruins
0: do you let Chris Wagner get a shot at the fourth line again man or all oh, wags man you got one year left
1: no I think he's gonna unfortunately ride it out in the in the AHL and that'll be that'll do you think
0: he'll right. uh you think he'll get picked up by another team NHL I don't know I mean it depends Maybe on not, I think I'd probably retire at that point he's, he's made his money now
1: yeah so I mean it's still, up to it's up to him of what he wants to do and but uh you know, he, like you said, he's got one year left. I mean, the Bruins aren't going to sign him. You know? right. So do they Do they use him as, you know, I just don't see, like we talked about, you know, I mean, some trades still have to be made for the season. Right. But mm-hmm. I just don't see him having much of an opportunity to get back in the fourth line.
0: Well, I think that uh, in that case, we definitely need to bury him. I think that, Dad, and overall, the team is, I think, on paper, especially looking better than the Bruins did last year. Um I think if Zaka is not working out and you're hitting December, January, and the guy's not doing well, I know that that doesn't help his value at all, but with him being an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, you might see him on the move if it doesn't work out. And it would
1: be nice if we could do a swap, maybe do a Jake debrusk get another high-level winger. It's going to depend on, I, I'm still gonna on, the depend train on does, 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 does Marchant come back and he's 100%. This, that's really another – Bruins
0: rely too much on these old guys, man, to get the job done. Don't
1: you notice that? And the young th- kids just can't do it. You know, if anybody's going to come back 100%, it's Marshan. Right. But what happens if he can't? Right. Yeah. And so the Bruins, I think, have have kind of built their plan that they can try to overcome. I mean, you can't overcome it, but try to negate the effects of the best they can if he can't play it 100%. Right.
0: The Bruins are going to start the first
1: uh, – at least a
0: month or so of the season without Marchant, McAvoy, and Grizzly. Yeah. How do you think the Bruins will hold up, Dad? Do you think that they'll uh, do just fine?
1: I think they're going to survive.
0: Do you think they'll – Which uh, means
1: like 500%. Yeah, right? I was going to say,
0: you think they'll at least break 500?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the goal is to try to stick there until you get your players back.
0: This is the time where the rookies really need to step the fuck up. I know it's easier said than done. I'm sure a lot of them try their hardest. But look at Steen. He got his opportunity – but then when he got cold, he got sent back down for the rest of the season. He did get awarded with that one-way two-year contract, though. Now he's on that fourth line. But these young kids really just need to step up and take advantage of these old guys missing time. And, and, and get your spot. Get paid, man.
1: Right. And that's what they need to do. And do you we'll, trade to we'll are,
0: you, are you on the train? Are you on my train? Like I say, like, if we can't get anybody better. Again, ah, again, like, again, for who? I know. I know. Yavari no I don't think that's a good one I've seen that a lot so we'll, we'll
1: see we'll see what 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 happens but that's where we're at with the Bruins right now
0: yes so we're just going to talk about just a few more things I'll take up too much more of you guys' time but there's been so much going on and, and dad and I would like to get together and talk about this stuff so uh dad real quick just going back to the Bruce Cassidy Vegas Golden Knights they've been cup contenders the they were supposed to win it last year at the beginning of the season now Robin Leonard they traded Mark andre Fleury to make Robin Leonard. Now he's injured for the whole season. And Dad, I don't know if you remember or even saw this. They traded Patri away for future considerations to Carolina. Granted, it was a cap dump move, but what, what do you think, man? They 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 uh oh and Patrick's comments saying that there was no accountability, that he's like, you know, Montreal, if we were to lose like you know, Vegas did the season. You know, I wouldn't be able to, like, live in Montreal for the summer, but in Vegas, I'm I'm out here in the sunshine doing my thing, getting my car waxed, almost like there's no big deal. Do you think that maybe if there is a small little Vegas, like, they're not taking it seriously? But I don't know. Maybe Cassidy coming out, changed that. But I, I thought that those comments were a bit interesting. If What's going on
1: with them? if? Well, I mean, I wonder if Cassidy has a reputation with the players yet. What do you mean? Well, you know how some of the players, it, it's kind of like they like certain coaches and most of them dislike certain coaches. Do uh, you think they wanted the hard ass? I i don't know, you know. I mean, Cassidy's got his work cut out for him. And Bruins, when he took it over, was were an excellent team. I mean, you know, Claude Julien really had that team right. going for a long time. Yep. Um, So this is going to be his chance to take a team that's sort of on the ropes, like you said. Um, and see what he can do. And, you know, I wish him the best of luck. Um, I, I I do believe he's an NHL coach, but uh, I just don't think he was right for the Bruins.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting when they play together. That, that's for sure. But I just think that the Las Vegas Golden Knights are in big turmoil right now. They've definitely fucked their cap situation. They don't have a goalie now. Man, they're in trouble right now. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. I'm curious if Carey Price is ever going to be traded. I thought he was going to Seattle for sure. Will uh speaking of which Seattle really fucked up that whole draft looking back at it, but that's for another time. Do you have anything else on the Golden Knights said I just wanted to kind of bring up that they're just in a whole shitload of trouble now? And Cassie's definitely got his work cut out.
1: No, no. The only uh the only other thing is uh it's gonna be interesting if you're a Phoenix fan of uh the coyotes going to the uh ASU arena. Come on, man! For That's, a few seasons, it
0: is pathetic. It's sad that if you play top tier junior collegiate hockey, that you have better games. Canada
1: than and on. Canada's screaming that they, you know, the Canadians want what? another team. They want Quebec. They haven't even won a cup in what twenty something years, right? A Canadian it, team. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You know, hockey's a way of life up there, especially in the in the Quebec area, and they want their you know Quebec team back, and I don't blame them. And when you see Coyotes and the sort of fiasco that's been the Coyotes, um, you know, they, they have a point, but um, I will see if the Coyotes management can get it together. Remember there was all sorts of problems yeah. with them and everybody is jumping on them with this arena <laughs> being so small, but it's like, what are you going to do? And I don't know what happened with the Gila arena or whatever it was, was called now of why that lease was dropped and i'm imagining it had something to do with money the coyotes remember the gm situation or the owners or whatever the owner was involved with the gm's business so who knows what's going on there hopefully they get an arena built but phoenix really hasn't been supported as a club no and and, but and, and, and we lived car there car. we lived there you were born there yeah i don't know and they're trying to hang it in there because they feel that in the uh, Southwest, you know, is a going to be a or is a good market for hockey. But so I'm curious,
0: dad, as, as as I get older, more mature, and you start to think of adult things like taxes and things that I really, really hate with a passion. <laughs> you start to look at other variables of like why players sign in certain areas. You hear now a lot about the no state tax with Florida and why a lot of players love signing their big contracts with Tampa and the Panthers. But now you're starting to see like with the political moves being made by Trudeau with all still the, the lockdowns and the different things going on in Canada that a lot of players, even the Canadian born ones are left very unhappy. And I heard that, uh, you know, Gaudreau and Kachuk, although they want to be traded from the team in general, they had no intentions of staying in Canada. Mostly I heard rumors that, with the lockdowns, the way the living was, the taxes. Well, what is your opinion on that? Do you think that Canada's kind of scaring away players who want to sign there? Because I'm not going to lie, I don't think I would sign there.
1: I don't know. All I re- all I know, all I remember has been a problem for years was the players are demanding that uh, they be paid in U.S. dollars, which oh, so... And I forget, I guess I didn't think about, that, I, like I didn't Canadian, check the, Canadian. I haven't checked the Canadian rate, but I remember at one point, not long ago, it was like Canadian, <laughs> a dollar and a quarter equals our dollar. Gotcha. So figure it, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you got, you know, $5 million Canadian money, it's a lot more money. Right. So I know that some of the players, and I don't know the tax situations up there. Right. Um, and how, and how much, you know, I know it's a very liberal government, so there's a lot of spending, which means you got to raise money through taxes, right. Um, is a large part of that. So, uh, I would imagine that's part of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was curious because there's just so many variables now. It's not just the teams you play for the coaches. And it's a
1: tough place to play. I mean, let's face it, you know, you, you play in Phoenix, uh, and you have a bad game. Okay. <laughs> you play in Montreal and you have a bad game. Right. I mean, you know, you're stopped on the street. Do you think some players avoid certain teams because of fan oh, bases I, like that? I don't know of any that admit that, but I would imagine that's true.
0: Yeah, uh, if I'm not a super competitive player, which when you're a pro, I'm sure everybody is. But I always, and I'm not I'm not accusing anybody. We look at Nick Richie, right? Right. I love Nick Richie. I still do. But like, I feel like he honestly, just in my opinion, just his look. It just looked like he didn't really care to be like that serious. Like he still wants to play, play yeah. good, but you know, not take it as serious. I feel like Arizona is like the perfect fit. You saw him tear it up. He had like 20 points or something stupid and like less than that games, you know, he's killing it with his, with Arizona. So
1: I just would like to remind fans that if they're bummed out about any team that they're rooting for, just to remember that there is hockey. And it wasn't that long ago when we didn't have hockey, remember those days. So even if the Bruins suck and they end up in the basement, which I don't think they will, at least we have hockey. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, there's going to be, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, I'm a Bruins fan, but I also like watching hockey. Right. So there's always going to be good teams, good players to watch. Right. Exciting things happen. And I'm just glad we have hockey. Well, dad, I know that we're,
0: Running out of time here, but I do want to hit just one more thing. Yep. Another elephant in the room, but we've got to talk about it because it's just been the biggest news. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the Hockey Canada situation and okay. the World Juniors. Yeah. Um, so right now, with COVID lockdown still happening, whatever's going on in Canada, have you seen the attendance for the World Juniors? It's like like twenty five people. It was like two hundred people for a game, eight hundred for Canada. Like it was really bad. Do you think that the world juniors is losing significance, or do you think I, don't know. I think a lot of it was due to Canada's I have, I had capacity? No, I have no idea. I was shocked. And there's a lot of people are commenting and taking pictures. I was I was surprised nobody, nobody's there.
1: I would say um that you know, the what organization is it Hockey Canada? Yeah, I think so. You know, the the National the Association or, I, I, I or something. HF, yeah. Oh yeah. The IH. I mean, you know, they've got a reckoning that they're dealing with. If if there is I mean, how many times are we going to go through any sport um, where there's cover-ups, payoffs? Um, how many are we going to go through where they don't learn their lessons? It's like if you can't be professional and you're going to do stupid things, and you deserve stupid things to happen back to you. And what do you what do you dad? What is your opinion on this being? clearly
0: it you know hockey canada's culture almost you know because it's it's such a thing that happens often the the accusations is what i'm referring to now because you know they now found they have literally a secret slush fund used from parents registration fees for to pay off victims well, of certain well, cases
1: well i mean there's and oh, it's happening as early we, as i mean but there's 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 a lot of different perspectives that you can view that you can right. view that as an oh, my God, they're just paying off victims. But again, what happens if a player is, you know, has these allegations against them because the motive is, I want money. Right. Meaning that they weren't a victim and they're lying. Absolutely. Um, You know, even the U.S. Congress has a slush fund um, to pay for all these people that are claiming that a certain congressman or senator did this, this and that. Now, again, it's terrible if they actually did it right. and we're we're covering it up and we're paying off. That's wrong. Right. But the mere fact that the fund is there to, um, you know, help litigate or, you know, because, again, it's even if everything goes to a trial, a criminal trial and someone's going to pay for the defense attorneys. Right. Right. But it seems to me reading. And again, we would have to have a, a Canadian on here. Truthfully, Um, but just from a U.S. perspective of reading about that, that this has been a problem, that there's been many people talking about sort of the old 80s jock mentality of being, a you know, the preppy jocks, more of, you know, those characters um, that Canadian hockey's had that. Right. And especially if they're good, you know, they're catered to from junior high school on. And they might take advantage of that, or you know, whatever the case may be. I'd like to think that these guys are, can see if they're really good and going to have a great career. You just don't mess with that. And of course, the players we talk to, unless they're lying to us, they all come from good homes. They all come. I mean, they have morals and they're professionals. And why would they do something stupid to ruin their potential career? But that's not to say that. Um, this, this isn't happening. I know it's been a, it's been a problem for a while and now it's sort of coming to a head. And if indeed there was wrongful payoffs and cover-ups, then yeah, everybody needs to go. And I think the person running that now is a female and she's an attorney. So they brought in somebody that's not sort of a, you know, hockey uh, supporter, so to speak. Um, But that's all I know about it. Um, if it if it is happening then you know I don't care if it's the best player in the NHL right now they need to pay the consequences right. if they if they did that
0: Yeah and it's just sad all the the things coming up and you feel for um, the victims as well you know especially you know saying that we do believe them in their stories Obviously there's always uh, uh two parts to every story everybody knows that but uh you know some of the things in detail that you hear from these victims are pretty, um heinous. I mean, I can't even come up with words to say it. And you know, if they truly did do it, that the victim is obviously telling the truth, there needs to be big punishment. And it's it sucks for those players. I mean, not sucks, but you know what I'm saying when I say that, because it could ruin their whole career over some dumb shit because it, they wanted to be it, it can ruin
1: their career. Um, it could also ruin the life of a of a victim. Absolutely. And you know, already remember, ruined your life. And actually. remember, you know, if there's not enough evidence or there's some evidence you know, in a criminal trial, I'm sure it's the same in Canada as a U.S. where you have to have, you know, no doubt at all that this person committed the crime. And, and, you know, as we know, there's a thing, preponderance of evidence, which you can't use in a criminal trial, which basically means that after looking at all the evidence, you know, a judge or whoever adjudicator would come up with, you know, well, if I had to make a judgment call of whether or not the evidence supports that this probably happened or probably didn't happen, you know, that's how usually a lot of cases end up where there's just not enough evidence, but enough that you can say, man, it doesn't look good. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: and that's kind of terrible. But that's where I think it goes into, um, in civil cases where it's not criminal. It's more like you know, I'm suing you because of what you did, you know, like think of the O.J. Simpson trial, right? He got off on a criminal, right? He was acquitted, but yet families sued him for the wrongful death and they won. Right, right. And there, I guess it's more preponderance of evidence.
0: And there could always be those people too, that are looking for a cash grab. We know that, you know, there have been instances of that, whether it's in hockey or whatever, but it's just terrible when you hear these uh, details. And so, you know, the victim's life's already ruined and somebody needs to pay for that. um, Terrible things happening to these women, whatever's going on, you know, even with the hazing stuff, when Daniel Carcillo came out about the hazing, you got to stop shit like that. You know, I was hazed in my fraternity, but it wasn't, you know, if some of the stuff you hear is pretty, pretty terrible. If a
1: victim's going to come out and knowing that they're going to, you know, have to go public at some point or, Um, you know, someone will find out if they, if they have a civil suit or whatever like that, you know, that's a lot of, of stress for them of, of coming out. So, you know, like I said, you can look at it from different perspectives, which I think you should, but really it comes down to, you know, if they did do something wrong, then they need to be held accountable. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But not to end things on a bummer. Do we have anything else or is that it? Um, no, that's really about it. Oh, uh, we do have uh, on a good note, two Bruins
0: that are participating in the world juniors. Go check them out. If you haven't already, yep. uh, Riley Duran playing for team USA. I think he's on that fourth line, right wing. And we do have our precious, uh, Fabian Liesel, Lisel. Yep. We'll, we'll see how they all pronounce. I've keep hearing different things for team Sweden. He's on Sweden. So, um, they're both doing well. Uh, Liesel I know is uh, racking up those points. So, I hope that he is a breakout this season, at least in the AHL. If he can make a spot even on the Bruins for a couple games, man, I'm telling you, dad, this kid's going to be exciting to watch. I know you're not big into prospects and drafts and young kids, but this kid is he has got some serious talent. The Bruins actually drafted somebody, you know, promise. So,
1: yeah, we'll see what happens. And, you know, maybe this is uh, Sweeney's big comeback. That Maybe he's finally, you know, going to be an elite GM Um He'll have to prove that, but, uh, you know, let's, let's see what, uh, what goes on. You know, when you, when you suddenly don't like somebody, you can pick out all the negatives and overlook the positives. Um, but again, for me, there's more negatives and positives when I try to look at that objectively, but, uh, we're stuck with Sweeney. So yeah, we got, you got to support him. What are you going to do? Be mad at, I mean, he's, you know, you're GM now. So you gotta, just like, if you don't like the coach, right? he's the coach. I like to be dramatic and complain about anything, but
0: you know we we, we support them. We support all of all of them, whether our uh, opinions don't agree with them. So, so. we
1: have just to uh, close this out. We've got some uh, some important milestones for the podcast. We'll be mentioning this as we get closer, mm-hmm. but this is going to be episode eighty nine. Mm-hmm. I think we're posting this as a bonus, and um, episode one hundred will be coming before you know it. And we just hit a thousand followers. As well, on Twitter. 1,000 follows on Twitter. Which is our main social media news. And I'm not sure if we have any UK listeners following this particular podcast talking about Boston. But uh, starting to get a large following in the UK because we cover the EIHL, the British Elite League. And uh, we were number two. Yeah. We got a notification. We were number two in either Spotify or Apple Podcasts for the UK in hockey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's certainly from our followers. And we have a lot of subscribers over in the UK. So um, if they're listening, we want to give you guys a hello and a thank you. Yep. But uh, we'll, we'll try to do some UK hockey for the UK listeners. So it yeah. kind of stretches us a little bit, Andrew. we got to not only follow the ECHL, AHL, NHL. Now we got to continue. Now we got to really follow the EIHL. Yep. And, and we have a lot of players, coaches. And, uh, you know, we do find out some information that when it's appropriate, we know about, but um, we kind of get some inside scoops on things. And and uh, it's kind of interesting for us coming from a fan base uh, outlet that we are, we're really getting a good uh, connections with a lot of players and coaches from various leagues. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, please don't forget,
0: Check out the episode that we posted now it would be yesterday, Friday. Um, we are recording this on Friday, but Joshua Lehman, nice guy. My dad was not able to be on there for that um, podcast, but great guy. It's going to be a great player to sign with the Kansas City Mavericks and the ECHL, but last season won a uh, playoff championship title with uh, the Cardiff Devils and the EIHL. Absolutely. Um, really, really nice guy, and I enjoyed talking to him. So please don't let this episode distract you from that one. We just wanted to get on the air and also do that now. I also do have a couple of other guests that yes. we've already done that are coming yes. up. Yes. Rocco Tulio, who is uh, the owner of, um, God, the Oshawa Generals. I want to make sure that was right. Oshawa Generals. And uh, we have a couple of others. Current ECHL guy, Chris Ordubai, who, Ordubadi, sorry. Um, really nice guy. I Do you remember who he just signed with? He was former Norfolk Admirals, for sure. Um, I forgot who he signed with. Off the with. top
1: of my head, I can't remember.
0: But we've got a couple of other guests coming up. Oh, and got, uh,
1: don't forget Cal. We talked to Cal.
0: Cal Heater. Yeah. Former A and ECHL guy. Yeah. Um, goalie. And then for our Bruins fans, more so our Providence fans, um, it was rescheduled. We were supposed to record it today, but um, in a few weeks or maybe even a little sooner. <laughs> Matt Lashoff. Yeah. Former Bruins in Boston. So that'll be fun. But I'm really late for work. Actually, I didn't realize it was three. So my father's going to need to drive me to work right now. So we appreciate everybody staying tuned in. All right. Thank you guys very much. Catch you next time.